So thankful that even when we don't see it, God is working. Even when we don't feel it, God is working. Uh, for those of you who take your notes, make a note right now. We walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by feelings. We walk by trusting God and not by what's going on around us. Somebody say amen and thank you, Lord, for that, God. And that's just such a powerful song to meditate on. It's one of my worship songs that I meditate with daily as I'm praying and worshiping daily and studying God's word. So it reminds me of regardless what I see, God is working even when I don't see it. And God sees what I don't see. And even if I don't feel like God is working, even if I don't, if, even if I don't feel God in my life, God is still at work because I don't live by a feeling. I live by faith. I live by the word of God and I live by trusting God. So make a note of it and never forget that. Somebody say amen. So I want to go ahead and get into our announcements. want to thank you all so much for your giving. Such a blessing and um, uh, that's all I can say is just thank you for your obedience to the word of God and to the, the mission of South Bay Abundant Life Church, which is to take the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying and decaying world. If you're giving on your laptop, just click the giving button and then go ahead and proceed accordingly. If you're giving on your phone, go ahead and uh, click the three bars on the side, the top, and then uh, Click giving and then proceed accordingly. And if you're paying by check, uh, money order, uh, make the check or money order payable to South Bay Abundant Life Church. And then mail it to 3553 Atlantic Avenue, Suite B-279. That's Long Beach, California, 90807. Let me say it again. Uh, 3553 Atlantic Avenue. Suite B-279, Long Beach, California, 90807. And I want to invite you all, we've been having such a great time at Bible study. Uh, we um, were in 1 Kings this past Wednesday, uh, 1 Kings chapter 1. This Wednesday we'll be in 1 Kings chapter 2. Uh, we're looking at the transition of the kingdom from David to Solomon. Uh, so many principles of living for us today. So you want to be there. It is exciting to just go through the word of God and we're systematically going through. We started in Genesis. Now we're in first Kings. And I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt, you see the grace of God. You see the love of God. You see the kindness of God. You see the chastening of God. Uh, you just see the hand of God moving from Genesis consistently moving. You see the character of God consistently from Genesis to first Kings. So it's, it's just really exciting. So that's 630 to 730 on Wednesday nights. Uh, it's an hour that will change your life and refresh you uh, midweek. Very refreshing uh, to get into the word uh, midweek. And then I want to thank those of you who've given us the opportunity to pray for you, uh, the privilege to pray for you and sending your prayer requests and concerns to life at southbayalc.com, life at southbayalc.com. And one announcement I want to make, uh, again, remember those of us that are having our first meal after service, um, let's just, let's, let's stay focused, let's not get complacent, uh, let's not get uh, lazy, uh, let's, uh, let's stay sharp, uh, let's, uh, let's take it seriously. <laughs> There's a lot going on and we need to be dialed into God, 
uh, today more than ever. Uh, for, uh, I have a, uh, had a few requests for new members, and so uh, if you um, would like to go through our new members class, we're gonna do it uh, via Zoom. And um, we have a new members class scheduled for uh, the last Sunday of this month, which is September uh, 27th at 2 p.m. It'll just be one hour, but I guarantee you that that's gonna be an hour that's gonna really uh, root you and ground you, not only to let you know what we believe here at South Bay Abundant Life Church, but what the Word of God says. So inviting uh, all those who'd like to be new members, send me an email, I've already received an email uh, and some requests. And so um, make a note on your calendars, uh, Sunday, uh, September 27th at 2 p.m., new members class, one hour only, and, um, and, and I'm so excited and looking forward to uh, just going through the word with you and just sharing, especially during, it, during these times. Amen. So we're going to go ahead and get into the word of God and talking about the word of God, how powerful it is this morning, uh, being that lamp and that light that guides us. So let's go ahead and pray right before we start. Just a quick prayer. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We bless you. We need you, Lord. We need your word. We don't need opinions. We don't need news. We don't need conspiracy theories, Lord. We need the word of God this morning. So we ask that you would speak to our hearts, Lord. We thank you as I've always prayed. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, Lord. It illuminates the way as we try our best to navigate through a dark, fallen, uh, ever-changing, uncertain dying world, fallen world. So thank you for your word, Lord. Speak to us now. We open our hearts and our minds to receive your word. Holy Spirit, teach us. Bring those things to remembrance, Lord, that we should know about the word of God. Lord, we don't want information, God. We do want revelation that leads to transformation this morning. Transform lives, transform hearts, transform minds, Lord. Transform relationships with you and with others because of the power of the word of God. Holy Spirit, have your way. Uh, we open our hearts and minds and ears to discern, to receive, to hear from you now. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you would, open your Bibles to Psalms 119, 105. We'll do a quick review of last week. Uh, just the, 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 the word of God being our light, our lamp and our light. I uh, just want to review that quickly and then we will go ahead and continue in the word. But if it, it deserves repeating because the word of, of God is our this word right here. This word of God right here is our lamp. It's a light. Uh, if you don't know the word of God, then uh, we're, you're, you and I will be stumbling around in the darkness. Uh, it, it might not be literal darkness, but spiritual darkness, which is always dangerous. It is dangerous to stumble around in spiritual darkness. That's why we need the light of the word. And it says in Psalms 119:105, it says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word of God is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. And so it, it's the word we should be using the word daily as a light to guide us and direct us. The word of God, something has to guide you. And I'll ask the question, what guided you this week, this past week? 
I saw you last Sunday. You saw me last Sunday. And so from the time you left church to this morning, what guided you? Your feelings, your emotions, your anger, your hate, your bitterness, God's word, your love, your your uh, your desire to to please other people, other people's opinion. What guided you? Something guides you and I. And the word right here is saying God's God's word should be our light. It should be our lamp. It's it's our uh, GPS. Uh, God's uh, powerful solution. Amen. Uh, God's word. It, it's 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 what should be guiding us each and every day. If you're not being led by God's word, then that's stumbling in dangerous darkness. And that's never productive. Um, so I, I'm asking a question and, uh, and, and I asked you last week to pause and it, it, it deserves repeating. What, what, what's guiding you? What's leading you? What do you follow? We had a, a list uh, last week, money, success, what guides you, what drives you? Greed, lust, the praise of other people, pride, insecurities, the need to be right. What's your motivation? What's the foundation for your decisions? What is the foundation for your responses? What is the foundation for your speech and conversation? Is it the word of God? The word of God says a word fitly spoken at the right time, a word spoken at the right time is like apples of gold and pitchers of silver. It's a beautiful thing when, when you allow the word of God to control your speech, uh, that you think before you speak, control your tongue. It's a beautiful thing is what the word of God says. So what, what guides your speech? And as, as the word of God is, is guiding us, um, something has to guide us. We have to trust something. So my question is, what do you trust? Who can you trust? So let's turn, let's turn back one, um, one chapter. Let's go to Psalms 118. Look at Psalms 118.8. And um, somebody said, scholars say that Psalms 118.8 is the center of the Bible. <laughs> so you, between the 66 books and all the, the verses and chapters, when you measure it out and you get to the center of the Bible, you come to Psalms 118.8. <laughs> and look what it says. That Psalms 118.8 says it is better to trust in the Lord than to put hope and confidence in mankind. All right. Uh, yes, we, we love to work with people and we have great friends who support, and support us and believe in us and they have our back. And that's fine. But it's saying when something needs to guide your life. Uh, it has to be the word of God. It has to be the Lord. Uh, you have to trust in God because we know that great friends and beautiful friends, uh, they pass away and they die. And we know if I'm trusting in my company and my business, businesses go bankrupt. Uh, things change overnight, as we found out this year. So it's not a knock against anybody. It's just showing you how powerful and how dependable and how reliable and how faithful and trustworthy God is. It said it's better to trust in the Lord than put your confidence in mankind. 
And then look what it says after that, verse 9. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes or kings or presidents. It's better to trust in the Lord than put your confidence in your title. You can't trust your title because titles change. It says it's better to trust in the Lord. Come on, family, make a note of this. And when you feel like you've been let down, betrayed or stabbed in the back, uh, disappointed, you didn't get the promotion, you, uh, the, the family doesn't seem to uh, support you like they should, then you go to Psalms 118.8 and Psalms 118.9 and you let the word of God speak to you because God is saying, I told you already where to put your trust. I told you already where to put your confidence. It's in God and not people and not titles. Appreciate people. Thank God for people. Cherish those meaningful relationships that you have. But when it comes down to it, it's better for us to trust in the Lord and to put confidence in mankind. It's better for us to trust in the Lord and to put confidence in politicians and presidents and kings. That's why an election's not going to change anything. Our trust has to be in God. Yes, you go out and vote. Yes, you do what you need to do. But look at the, the flip side that when you are betrayed, when you are disappointed, when you are let down, then you operate in forgiveness because that's what the word of God tells us to do. Jesus Christ said seven things before he transitioned to paradise with God. The first thing he said was, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Those that betrayed him, those that mocked him, those that spit on him, those that crucified him, he was able to forgive them. So that's why the word of God is just so powerful. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, so let me let's go back to Psalms 105 and then we'll continue on. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And the paraphrase that that I the, that I put together, it's it says God's word. Make it made a note. Make a note of this. God's word, God's prescription, God's blueprint. That's what God's word is. Remember, it's a prescription. It's a script um, is a light unto my feet. God's script is a light unto my feet and feet being pace talks about pace and endurance and time. So the word helps me to endure and to pace myself. And I have a light, it's a light, it's, a, it's, it's bright and it's clear as I travel on my God-given journey. Let me say it again. God's word is my blueprint for my feet and as I pace and endure. And it gives me a bright, clear, a bright, clear path as I travel on my God-given purpose. If you don't get into the word, then you're stumbling around in spiritual darkness and you're going nowhere. And, and it's very unproductive and you're frustrated and you're upset with people. But remember, your problem isn't with people. It's because you refuse to get into God's word. You refuse to take it seriously. Um, and, and on this journey through life, the word is a path on this journey through life. The word is a the word is a path that leads to light. And paradise, let me say it again. On this journey, the word is a light that leads to paradise with Christ. Um, and the word guides us out of darkness. 
Somebody say, man, we were, we were completely, I was completely in darkness. And you can dress darkness up any way you want to. You can put on the suit, you can put on the dress, you can put on the, the makeup. But when you're in darkness, all you're doing is disguising it with clothes and then you have a nice car, you have a nice home or you have nothing. But anyway, when you're in darkness, you're in darkness and it can be dressed up any way that you want it to be. But see, the problem is, and most people want to stay there because the word of God says that people don't want to go to the light because the light exposes them. And so people prefer to stay in darkness because they love darkness and they love their evil deeds. That's pretty deep. And, and, and let's, let's go to the book of uh, John chapter three, verse 19. It can say it a lot better than I can. It's, it's all in the word. So God tells us to walk in the light. If the light is guiding us and taking us where God wants us to go, then why wouldn't more people want to walk in the light? The word of God tells us why. We already know it's a narrow, difficult road, but it's leading us to life and light in paradise with Christ. But we choose to be deceived and stay on the, the broad road that takes us to destruction. And uh, John 3 and 19 tells us why. And he says, and this is the condemnation. Make a note. The word condemnation, this is Jesus Christ speaking in the Greek and the Aramaic, the word condemnation. This is the final judgment. This is the bottom line. So, so make a note of that. Jesus is saying this is the bottom line. This is the verdict. This is the ruling. It speaks of a, a being in court. And then the judge, which we know Jesus Christ is the righteous judge. He renders the final decision, the ruling. And he says, this is the final decision. That light has come into the world and that light translated means that God has come into the world. The light of God through Jesus Christ, light has come into the world. And men loved and mankind loved darkness. Rather than light, mankind will choose darkness over light every day of the week. This is the final judgment that God is speaking. God help us. You say, why don't more people walk into the light? Because mankind loves darkness more than light. They will choose darkness over light. That's why you say, why? I'm trying to share Christ with my family, but they just don't, they won't receive it. They, they don't even understand my walk. They think I'm weird. They think I'm a Jesus freak. They think I'm a holy roller. They just think I've lost my mind. It's because of this. This is the final judgment, the final verdict that mankind will choose darkness over light every day of the week. Rather than light, because their deeds, their works, their actions were evil, they were bad, they were ungodly, and people don't want to change. They want to stay there. That's why it comes a time where we have to stop preaching and we have to do more praying so God can soften the heart. Because we can't change anybody. You ever tried it? It's so frustrating. So just stop right where you are and start praying more. Start fasting more. Start getting into the word more so your light can shine more. That's what you have to do. You can only do what you can do for you and pray for others because the verdict is in and God has let you, you and I know very clearly. That's why they can't relate. That's why they don't understand your walk because darkness is their choice over light. I wrote down some notes, Sister Kathy, so I'm going to read this. It says, most people don't want to hear the word. 
Most people don't want to study or meditate on the word. Most people are biblically illiterate. Most walk by cliches and remain in darkness. Most people walk and live by scriptures taken out of context, context, have scriptures and cliches and stay in darkness and think that they have the relationship with God. And we found out two weeks ago in Matthew, was it 721? Not everyone that says, Lord, Lord. And Jesus says, I promise you, I don't know you. You've been living your life. You've been walking and stumbling in darkness. Living by half scriptures. You, you can't family make a note. You're either light or dark. It's no in between. It's no gray area with God. Either you're walking in the light of Christ and the words leading and guiding your life or you're in darkness. People want in between. God says no in between. This is it. <laughs> you won't choose the light because you prefer darkness. Call it out what it is. And that's where you are. And that's where most people are. Um, go on and push the share button. Family, you want to share this with your friends and family. My Facebook family going and push the share button has a couple of reads this. So I'm going to read this. On our journey through God's word, as we journey through God's word, it's the path that leads to light and paradise. The word guides us out of darkness. We have to be able to discern. <clears throat> we have to be able to discern the deception and the distractions and walk in the light of God's word. Since mankind chooses darkness over light, majority of mankind will choose. That's why that road is so broad. Because majority of mankind will choose darkness over light. That's why the world is in the shape that is currently in. That's why election, an election is not going to change anything for mankind, because when given the choice, they're going to choose darkness over light. We saw it last week when we went over the election of Christ or Barabbas. They chose darkness over light and they still they're still doing it today. Darkness, make a note, being interpreted in the in the Greek, the Aramaic is, is shadiness. This is what we choose. We choose shadiness. It's actually a word shadiness in the Greek. Manipulation, evil, fabrication, pontification, lies and deceit and deeds are uh, defined as acts and works and things we do are, as we handle our business. Our deeds are dark. God help us this morning. Take a look at verse 20. For everyone that doeth, underline doeth, that means practice, that you practice the, the bad. Uh, everyone that practice, their, their life is, is darkness. They, this is what they practice. They, they don't want the light. So they practice the darkness. For everyone that does evil, evil, the bad, the, the wicked, they detest the light. People out there actually hate the word of God, hate hate God, hate the light of God. People actually hate the light. But notice it says those that practice. So family, hear me clearly. Listen clearly. It's talking about those that practice. It's not talking about the struggle. Um, 
Let, let me say, it's, it's talking about those that this is your way of life. You, you could care less about God. You just doing your own thing. This is who I am and this is what I'm going to do. That's the practice. It's not talking about the struggle because we're all struggling with something. Somebody say amen. We all got struggles as we're trying to live a holy, godly life in a dead, dying, fallen world. We all have struggles. This is not talking about that. This is talking about the practice that you do your thing because this is who you are. You did it your way. This is it. And you hate the light. This is what God is saying. That's who, who God is, is talking about right here. He's not talking about those of us that we have our struggles and we're asking God for forgiveness and we're, we're getting into the word and we're running to God. And we're thanking God because he forgave us again and again and again as we struggle with certain issues. And we're asking for God to, we're, we're repenting and we're asking and we're petitioning God. God, give me the strength to know that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Give me the strength to live a victorious life. Give me the strength to live an obedient life so I can experience the abundant life that you have for me. This is not talking about that. This is talking about those that say, this is just the way I am. And we're going to go deeper in that in just a minute. This is just the way I am. And I practice and I do what I want to do. And I could care less about the light. And that's a decision that you live with. And that's a decision that you die with. And that's a decision that you're going to stand before God with. It is a choice. Make a note. That we have the choice of light or dark. And that's our choice. That's not on God. That's on us. Because of Adam, the world was 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 cast into darkness and sin. But because of Christ, we have light and we have life. And we have a choice. Choose darkness or choose light. Verse 20. For everyone that practice evil detests the light. Neither do they come. That word come. Ooh, make a note. That means to follow. They detest it. They hate the light. And they don't want to follow the light. <clears throat> so people make a choice. You see, it's a choice. You can follow the light or you can follow the darkness. You can live in light or you can live in darkness. And we're talking spiritually. Let me read that again. For everyone that practice evil, they detest and they hate the light. Neither will they follow the light. Otherwise, their deeds would be exposed. See, you can't live in darkness and follow the light at the same time. You can't get into the word. That's why most people don't want to get into the word of God. You know why? Because it's a mirror. When, when I read the word, it shows me as I'm reading this, I'm trying to figure out is am I deed the things that I do, my actions, my thoughts. Are they godly? Are they representing God? Am I in darkness? You have to have that conversation with yourself as you're reading this. Most people don't want to read that because it holds up the mirror. Then I have to look at myself. And then I'm, I'm already I'm already knowing that I need a savior. I've determined that already. And now I need to type and tighten my game up to make sure that I am walking in the light because the word is a reflection and it shows me myself. And if I'm walking in any type of darkness, when I read the word, it exposes all the darkness that I'm in. That's why most people would prefer to keep this thing closed and keep it on a shelf with just the back part showing and never open it. Because when you open it, it exposes any type of darkness that's in you. And instead of running to God, people run from God. But we already read. Look how beautiful the word is, though. 
It's a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. It leads us. It guides us. It shows us the godly way. Why are people running from that? Because they prefer darkness over light. God, help us this morning. Why? Because the light of God's word exposes the darkness in our hearts, in our thoughts, in our minds, in our actions. And we have to confess and forsake and repent and humble ourselves. People walk around with pride. They don't want anyone to tell them what to do. It's influenced by Satan. Remember, uh, pride is what got Satan kicked out of heaven. And pride is what's going to keep millions and millions of people out of heaven because they refuse to humble themselves and let the light of God's, God's word lead them. Because it exposes their darkness. God help us this morning. Verse 21. But he that comes to the light, the person, the individual, the, the man or the woman. But he that does the truth, the one that practice truth, truth being the word of God. Why do we practice the word of God? Because the word of God is the light and the lamp that leads us and guides us. We have to practice walking in the light. And my musicians and my athletes and my artists and everyone else know that what you practice is what you get good at. The more you practice reading and studying and meditating and walking in the light of God's word, you're going to get good at it. So Jesus flips the, flips the coin and says, look, but here's the other side of it. But the person, the woman, the boy, the girl, the man that practiced the word of God, the truth, and following the light. Family, we have to practice every day to follow the light, walk in the light. And we're going to get good at it because we're practicing it. It's the same concept. You practice darkness, you're going to get good at darkness. You practice light, you're going to get good at living in light and experience the obedient, abundant life that God has for you and I. So we practice it and then we follow it. You're following something anyway. <laughs> you are following something anyway. You're trusting something anyway. The word is God saying, let it be God and let, let God's light guide you. But he that doeth, but he that practices the word of God follows the light that your actions and, and the things that you do might be made manifest. They might be exposed. So by the same concept, when you practice darkness, you run from the light because you're going to be exposed. But when you're practicing the word of God, you run to the light because then your deeds are going, your actions are going to be exposed. After a while, you know, you, you can play the game for a while, but if you're truly walking with God, people can see what you're really about. People will see it because you, you can't help it. It has to, your deeds will be exposed. That you do it for God and there's no other motive behind it. There's no hidden agenda. And that's going to be exposed when you practice the truth and the word of God and following the light. You don't have to wait for a pat on the back. So what? God is the one who's going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Do it for God, not for man. And it's going to be exposed. And look what it says after that. Your deeds are going to be exposed that they are produced by God. <laughs> That's what we we're not trying to please man. We, we, we can play the game. But the word of God, Jesus said, this is the final verdict. 
If you're doing the right thing and you're practice living in truth and and you're practicing the word of God and you're following your life, yeah, it's going to be exposed. You don't have to go around and blow your horn and, and, and let people look what I'm doing. You don't have to do that. It's going to be exposed. And then not only is it going to be exposed, but it's going to be made clear that your actions and your deeds and your conversation have been produced by God. And it says, family, I have a note here. Family, we want everything that we do to be produced by God. Somebody say amen. <laughs> Every action that we do, this is this is what we're trying to practice, the obedient life and the outcome, the measurable outcome. The outcome should be everything that we do should be produced and influenced by God. Wow. The way I the way I lead my family, the way I talk to my wife, the way I talk to my kids, the way I talk to my congregation, the way I lead my congregation, the things that I do, everything should be influenced. The way that I run my business, the way that I teach my students at school, everything that I do should be produced and influenced by God. And that's the way you want it to be exposed. They say, wow, at least somebody's real about following this thing. Remember, we're not talking perfection. We're talking loyalty because it's, it's talking about the, it's not talking about the struggles that we have because we all struggle with something. But the bottom line is everything that I do, the agenda is it's being produced and it's being motivated by God. That's going to be exposed as well. It says practice, practice truth, following the word, following God. Your actions, the, your, your business that you have. It's going to be exposed that everything that you've done has been produced by God. And then right there, God, it has the Trinity. God, the Father, God, the uh, God, the Son and God, the Holy Spirit that lives in us. Everything that you do has been produced by the Holy Spirit and influenced by the Holy Spirit that lives in you. That's the goal, family. Make a note of that. Make a note of that. And so then it says our conversation, our thoughts, our actions, our responses. See, but then there's there's a key to walking in the light. And, and having everything we do to be produced by God, there's there's a key to it. There's a prerequisite, uh, if you would, uh, for my college students. It's a pre you have to take a certain before you can walk into the light. There's a certain class you have to take. God is saying there's a prerequisite. Before you get to this part of the movie and really understand it, there's a prequel. What happened before this? Pastor, how can I walk in the light? I'm glad you asked. Take a look at John three and three. Let's look at the prequel. Let's look at the prerequisite. Because before you can walk in the light, before you can practice walking in the light. Jesus Christ says in John three, three. Here, here's Jesus giving a promise. See, we want to talk about all oh, the promises of God. All oh, the promises of God are yes and amen. I do get that. Right. And there's blessings that come. I, I blessings that come with the promises of God. I get that. But here's another promise and a guarantee of God. Word is repeated twice. Verily, verily. That's a guarantee. That's a promise. John 3, 3 is the pre, pre, pre prerequisite to walking in the light. You cannot walk in the light if you're not born again. <laughs> you cannot walk in the light. You need to be born again. You need to embrace and receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. 
born again. Born means regenerated and converted. Again means from above. Let me say it again. Born again. In the Greek, the Aramaic, it means regenerated and converted from above, from God. Why? Because I shared earlier, because of Adam, we fell into sin and then we were cast into sin and that took us below a life, what, below the life that God had for us. We're living in sin. We're living in darkness. Christ comes through Jesus Christ. We get regenerated and converted from above. That allows us to be born again. That allows us to walk in the light. And Jesus says, I guarantee you, look what he says in verse three. And he's talking to Nicodemus. He says, I guarantee you, I'm saying unto you, except a man, except the mankind. That word in the Greek Aramaic is mankind, which means woman, man, boy and girl. Unless the person be born again, be converted or regenerated from above. They will not see, they cannot discern, they cannot experience the kingdom of God, the rule, the reign, the royalty of God. They can't see it. There's no way you can walk in the light and the light of the word of God if you're not born again. That's why people don't understand your walk. They don't under, they're not born again. Pray for your family members to be regenerated from above to be converted from above through Jesus Christ. Because up until then, we don't have the ability, we don't have the capacity to walk in the light. Independent of Jesus Christ, you are in darkness. I don't care all the good and great things that you're doing, you're stumbling in darkness because you haven't been, your heart, your mind, your life hasn't been regenerated from above through Jesus Christ. You're either in light our darkness. And the only thing that brings us into the light is to be born again. We don't have the ability to walk in the light of God's word without the power of Christ through the Holy Spirit. We can't even understand what it means to walk in the light without the revelation and the illumination of the Holy Spirit in God's word. We can't even understand what it means. Scorn and get deep, push the share button. <laughs> you want to share this with your family and friends because we're tired of them walking around and stumbling in darkness. We want them to understand they can be regenerated from above. They can be converted through Jesus Christ. Then they can walk in the light of God's word and have the blessed, abundant life now. And when we transition, we go right to paradise. We get the best of both worlds with Jesus Christ. Jesus says, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a person be born again, they cannot see the kingdom of God. Family, think about this. Before we received and embraced Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and begin reading the word of God, we didn't think we were that bad. Somebody say, man, you, you know, we didn't think we were that bad. I, I, I would say, man, at least I'm not like them. At least I'm, look, man, look at them. I'm not doing what they're doing. I'm not that bad. But if you don't understand the holiness of God, and until you embrace and get into this word, you realize that, yeah, we're in darkness. I was in darkness. You and I were in darkness until we embraced and accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. The word said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be rescued. God rescued us. Until then, we were treading water in the sewer. 
And God rescued us out of that before we drowned in it and died in it. We didn't think we were that bad. Then God's word revealed our, our life and our works were like filthy rags. And make a note of that, that comes from Isaiah 64 and 6. It tells us that our works are like filthy rags. That we would go about our daily life, figuratively speaking, uh, with dirty diapers and treading water in the sewer. And we were unaware of how filthy we really were. God help us. And I don't care what you dress it up and what it looks like. If you're not born again, if you haven't received Christ, this is the word. This is not pastor. I'm giving you the word. Remember, I'm not a politician. I'm not an activist. I'm a pastor. I got to give you the word of God. The word of God says if you're not born again, you're stumbling around in darkness. You're wearing a stinky diaper and you're treading water in a sewer waiting to die and go to hell. It's too much going on in the world today. We need the word of God. Get saved today. Give your heart and life to Jesus Christ. We don't know if we have tomorrow. We have to get saved today. The word of God says that we were walking around deceived, deceiving and being deceived. Make a note. That's in 2 Timothy 3.13. 2 Timothy 3 and 13, it says that we just get worse and worse deceiving, right? Thinking we're getting away with something, deceiving and all the time being deceived by Satan. It's a cold game. People are getting caught up in deceiving and being deceived. Read 2 Timothy 3, 13. So we have to be regenerated and converted from above. Why? Because the first prototype, Adam, was defective. And that's why we need it. The first prototype, Adam, was defective and chose to sin. And that's why we needed to be born. We needed to be born again. And that was through Jesus Christ who chose not to sin. Make a note, family. Adam chose to sin. Jesus Christ made the choice not to sin because when he was here on earth, that's why you and I are not going to be able to tell Jesus Christ he didn't know what it was like to be betrayed and stabbed in the back. And all. he did. You know what it was like to be tempted. Satan took him right when he came out of the, 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 the wilderness, the desert, 40 days and 40 nights. Not even, Satan says, hey, man, just do your own thing. Turn your stones into bread. And he told him he, he, he rebuked him with the word. Because the word is the light. He rebuked him with the light and exposed the darkness of the trick that Satan was trying to get him caught up in. He said, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Very problematic. He says, Jesus, do your own thing. You're hungry. Turn the stones into bread because he knew he was God. He could do it. God could do anything. But here's the problem with that. Since when does Jesus Christ listen to Satan? <laughs> Since when does Jesus Christ take orders from Satan? Then he takes him up to the high mountain and says, look, all these kingdoms are mine. I will give them to you if you bow down and worship me. He's telling him, take the easy way out. Why are you going to the cross? Why are you suffering? Just sell out and you can have all this. I'll have your soul, but you will have all this. Take the easy way out. He tells you and I the same thing. Do your own thing. Take the easy way out. Stop living this difficult life for God. 
I'll give you all this and you can enjoy life. You'll die and go to hell and your eternal soul will be with me forever. But right now you can enjoy all this. Stop taking the difficult, narrow road. Take the broad, easy road. He tells you and I the same thing today. Adam chose to sin. Jesus Christ chose not to sin so you and I could be born again through Jesus Christ. We thank God for that. And so look at verse three again. He says, I guarantee you. He says, there's no exceptions. There's no negotiation, no excuses, no manipulating, no finger pointing, no foolish conversation about I was born like this when you stand before God. Jesus says that might be true. That's why I gave you the opportunity to be born again. The foolish talk, I was born like this. So was I. And yes, we all were. Would you like a long laundry list of the issues I was born with? <laughs> we can compare all the issues and hangups and, 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 and things and proclivities and all these other kind of things that you and I were born. I can give you a long laundry list. Yes, I was born with it. That's why God gave you and I. Because he knew we were jacked up from birth because the first prototype was defective. That's why he gave you and I the opportunity to be born again. And we need to pause right now and thank God for the opportunity that he gave us to be born again through him, through Jesus Christ. Instead of being upset and, 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 and arguing with God about how you were born, you need to stop, pause, and thank God that he gave you the opportunity to get it right in Christ and to be born again. And if you've made the choice to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, you ought to rejoice every day because you got the opportunity through Jesus Christ to get it right. Folks want to be upset with Adam. Man, if Adam had never eaten the fruit and all that kind of stuff, so what? Jesus Christ is giving you the opportunity to be born again and experience paradise with Christ right now and forever. Adam made his choice. You make your choice. I'm going to thank God for the opportunity. I'm, I wake up grateful every day because God gave me the opportunity to be born again because I had a long laundry list of sins that I was born into and was, was treading in that sewer water thinking I had it going on. And then God gave me the light of his word and the opportunity to be born again. And this morning, I choose to live with God in paradise and not live in lust with people. I choose paradise with Christ over lust with people. You make your choice. <laughs> That's why we must be born again. You get to verse four in Nicodemus, he asks a legitimate question. How can mankind be born again? How can this miracle take place? Uh, uh, when I get old, do I enter the second time into my mother's womb? And I'm saying Nicodemus, I mean, that, that seems like it's, you know, like he's uh, making a joke. But I think it's a legitimate question because being born again is a miracle of God. And how, how can I be born? How can I get a second chance? Right. People ask you all the time, man, all the stuff. You don't know what I did in my life. I do. But this is what's more important. I know what Christ did for your life. 
And he died on that cross and resurrected that third day so you and I could be born again despite and in spite of us and what we did. See, this is the problem. Most people, they want to condemn themselves and they want to live in guilt and shame where God has already forgiven them. And then they, and see, that's, a, that's the upside down pride. That's the, that's the twisted upside down pride where I can't forgive myself. I'm condemning myself. Not that you can forgive yourself anyway. God's already forgiven you. You couldn't forgive your sins if you tried. That's why Jesus Christ died for us so our sins can be forgiven. But you can condemn yourself and live in shame and guilt. But why? See, because it's a twisted way that I, I can't forgive myself so I can't come to God. But God's forgiven you. So in a strange, twisted, prideful way, you're making yourself greater than God. Because God's already forgiven you, but I can't forgive myself. I just, I'm so jacked up. I'm so this and that. You're not greater than God. Humble yourself. Ask God for forgiveness and move on with your life. Jesus Christ has already died for your sins. Stop getting beat up by him. So I Nicodemus asked, how can I, how can I do this? I've, you don't know the things I've done. And Jesus said in verse 5, I guarantee you, there's that guarantee, I promise you. <laughs> and I'm saying it to you, except a man, except you be born of water and the spirit, you cannot get into the kingdom of God. You got to be washed up. You got to be clean. We've been treading in the sewer. We've been trying to get clean and dirty bath water. And Jesus says, no, you got to go through Jesus Christ to get cleaned up. See, we can't even walk in the light of God's word. We can't follow the, the light of God's word until we get regenerated from above. And then we have the ability and we have the capacity to walk in the light of God's word. Let me say this and then we'll pick up uh, next week. Verse five, he says, we have to be cleaned up because in life we've been treading water in a sewer. He said, you can't get into heaven like that. You're just coming right out of the sewer. No, no, you got to be cleaned up. And then you got to experience the living water of Jesus Christ. That's what cleanses us. And then we have to we, we have to get out of the sewer, get our diaper changed. And if we're not cleaned up, we can't enter. And enter means come in. Remember, it's an exclusive club. This Christianity thing, it's an exclusive club, but it's open to everybody. I love that. It's exclusive because you got to you got to come through Christ. But everyone has the choice to come through Christ. The Holy Spirit is our down payment. Make a note. Now I'll finish with this because it's a little after 10. Make a note. The Holy Spirit is our down payment. It's our it's our authentication code. And that's spoken of in Ephesians 1 and 13. Says that we've been sealed with the Holy Spirit, which is our down payment until the day of redemption. That word sealed means we've been we've been marked some kind of way. When we accept Christ and we invite the Holy Spirit to live in, in our heart and we accept Christ, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. It puts a mark on us. It's like a tattoo. Some kind of way inside of us. There's a tattoo which allows our name to be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. But it also says it's authentication code. So when we die, God looks into our heart. He sees that authentication code, which is the Holy Spirit. He said, come on, that's my son in whom I'm well pleased. If you, have, if you don't have that authentication code, then he says, depart from me. I promise you I never knew you. I don't care what you say, what you did. You were not sealed with the Holy Spirit. Make a note, that's Ephesians 1.13. You were not sealed. You didn't get authenticated before you died. You didn't want to have anything to do with me, so depart from me. I promise you, I never knew you.
verse 7. Verse 6, he says, that which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Filthy flesh is filthy flesh. Godly spirit is godly spirit. And then he tells Nicodemus, he said, you can't be surprised that I'm telling you, you got to be born again. If we were in church, I'd have you turn around and look at somebody and tell them you, you and point at them. You, you can't be surprised that God says you got to be born again. That's what he's telling Nicodemus. And, and look, family, they point in my face. You can't be all the stuff that you where do you want God to start at? You can't be surprised. You we can't be surprised that God says you got to go through Jesus Christ to get to heaven. I know you're not talking. That's what God is saying. That's what that's what Jesus told Nicodemus. You you couldn't be surprised. <laughs> you think you could get into heaven like that? Are you serious? All the stuff that we've done and thought, you, you really, you're surprised that you got to get born again to come to heaven? To get in the presence of holiness? You couldn't be, family, you couldn't be surprised. <laughs> get transparent with yourself. You couldn't be surprised that God said, you got to be born again. I'm not surprised, trust me. That's why I thank God every day. I was, as I was studying this, I'm like, woo, I would have never made it on my own. Somebody say, I mean, I would have never made it on my own. I'm not surprised. I know I have to be born again. And then in John 3, 16, here we go. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Here is his. So how do I be born again? Isn't that something? Okay, you, you've told me I need to be born again. How do I do it? Let's end with this. John 3, 16, very familiar scripture. Look at it in context. It's talking about being born again. It's talking about walking in the light. You can't do one without the other. You can't walk in the light without being born again. And you can't be born again without accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And look at it. It's all motivated by love. Produced by God, influenced by God. And what is God? God is love. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, he gave us the opportunity to be born again. Mm. Here we go. For God so loved the world that he gave, underline gave, his only begotten son, that whosoever, underline whosoever, that means everybody. Exclusive club open to everyone. God doesn't discriminate we do. Mankind does. God doesn't. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever trusts in him, that's what believe means, trust, embrace, receives, humble themselves and ask Jesus Christ to come into their heart and take over their life. Authenticate them through the Holy Spirit and regenerate them from above that whosoever believes trust in Jesus Christ to be regenerated from above. will not perish, shall not perish, but have everlasting, eternal, true life with God through Jesus Christ. You can't have one without the other. You can't walk with as the word being your guide unless you're born again. And you can't be born again unless you accept Jesus Christ into your heart and into your life. That's why Paul and Silas gave the jailer the word of God. That's why this morning all I have to give you is the word of God. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word this morning. We want to skip steps and we want to go around and we want to do it our way as we're treading in this 
sewer water, but you made it plain this morning that we must be born again and get cleaned up by Jesus Christ. And you can't be surprised. You and I can't be surprised that God tells us, man, you got to get cleaned up. Woman, you got to get cleaned up. You can't come to God, to a holy God with all that sin in your life. It's not going to happen. Jesus will tell you, I promise you, I don't know you. Just like he's begging us, I guarantee you, I'm promising you have to be born again. I guarantee you, you got to get cleaned up if you're going to enter into the kingdom of God. And then he gives us a way. Thank you, Lord, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Thank you, Lord, for that life through Jesus Christ. Thank you for the opportunity, Lord. We pause now and say thank you for the opportunity to be born again. You didn't have to, but you did. You could have left us in the sewer treading water. That's why I said you sent your son to rescue us, to save us, because we were drowning in sewer water. The worst, it don't get much worse than sewer water, and we were drowning there. And Jesus Christ rescued us and cleaned us up. Put us on a path to life and paradise in Christ and said, go tell others so they can get out of darkness and get out of the sewer water as well. God, we love you for that. We pause and we bless you. That's why we praise you. That's why we salute you and we cherish you and we adore you and we thank you and we celebrate you for doing for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. God, what a great morning to be saved. What a great morning to be cleaned up in Christ. What a great morning to have life with Christ now and in paradise. Thank you for your word, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Maybe you're listening and you, you didn't get the gist of it, what John 3.16 was saying. Book of Romans, it says, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raising from the dead, then we shall be saved. For with the heart, man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. That's Romans 10, 9 and 10. And it says in Romans 10 and 13, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart. See, family, don't don't get it twisted. Most people just want to confess with their mouth and don't believe in their heart. You got to believe in your heart that Jesus Christ resurrected and saved you. That's the regeneration. Being born again. So you're saying, Pastor, how do I do that? It's simple. Just repeat these words after me. Dear Lord. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for resurrecting on that third day. Thank you for the forgiveness of sins. Thank you for the opportunity to be born again. Jesus Christ, I invite you into my heart as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you for rescuing me as I was treading water in a sewer. Thank you again for dying on that cross, resurrecting on that third day. Lord Jesus, fill me with your Holy Spirit so I can walk in the light of your word so I can be born again, so I can be regenerated from above. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and give me the strength so that I can live for you. Lord Jesus, then show me 
why you created me. What's my method to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with the world? I know my purpose is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with the world. Lord, show me my method that you have for me. I receive you now. I embrace you now as my Lord and Savior. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer, please um, send me an email, life at South Bay Abundant Life. Life at SouthBayALC.com. Please send me a send me an email and let me know that you receive Christ today as your Lord and Savior. I'll send you some information and some scriptures that will help you on your way as you're walking in the light. Again, that's life at SouthBayALC.com. And then I would want to just reiterate, I want you all to join us uh, Wednesday night, 6.30 to 7.30. All the um, Zoom coordinates are on our our website southbayalc.com so you can go there and I'm telling you it's, it's just a beautiful journey with you all going through the word and we, we do it as a uh, we read the lesson beforehand and we, we come and, and, and uh, people are sharing the insights that God has given them and uh, the word of God and it's just very powerful and you're getting different perspectives on the word of God and it's, it's just a, a, an amazing time of growth in God's word. And remember, if this word is going to guide us, we need to know the word so we can be uh, guided on the right path and not have scriptures and scriptures taken out of context and not living by cliches because that's not the word of God. Don't fool yourself. That's not the word of God. That is a, a slippery slope of darkness, stumbling around in the darkness. So Bible study. And if you have questions, you can ask questions, then things you um, not sure about. That's the time for it. Love to interact with you. Uh, and share the word of God and answer any questions you may have. And then uh, lastly, as always, I want to thank you for your giving. Um, just And it's, it's an obedience to God's word. God says if you give, it will be given back to you. God says he'll open up the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing we can't receive. He said if you put him to the test, give your tithes, give your offerings. Um, and we thank God. It's, the word says it's far more blessed to give than it is to receive. And we know all we can do is accumulate stuff. But the only thing we take to heaven with us is other people. It's the only thing. Everything else stays behind. Looking forward to rejoicing with those that were influenced by South Bay Abundant Life Church and us individually and collectively. Thank you, Lord, for that. And then just pause at some point today and thank God for uh, being born, the opportunity to be born again. He could have left us in the in the sewer, but he didn't. Uh, I'm so thankful for that. I want to challenge you to read the Proverbs daily. Um, Today is the 13th, so read Proverbs 13. And then you just start over each month and just the wisdom of God, because we got to operate through the word of God, which is which gives us the wisdom of God because it's in his word. Otherwise, we're just operating according to our thoughts and our feelings and our emotions and more darkness. So I want to challenge you and then keep praying and keep fasting, praying for family members Uh, praying for kids and grandkids and grown kids and siblings and and parents and co-workers. Uh, You don't have to be that preachy, but please be praying and petitioning God on their behalf. So um, I believe that service, I've I've kept you 20 minutes longer than I should. And I just want to say thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, I love you, uh, South Bay Abundant Life Church. I love you. 
uh, Facebook family. I love you, Zoom family. Uh, be blessed. Enjoy your Sunday. Um, and look forward to seeing you Wednesday night and next Sunday. Lord, we thank you that you've come to give us life and that more abundantly. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. I love you. And I look forward to seeing you next week.